What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we are going to be looking at another random magic card. As always, this is, well... <laughs> As always. Sorry, that sounds just silly nowadays, because no, it's not always. We actually end up doing uh, very deliberate magic cards quite a bit. But today we're going back to random magic card. Um, yeah, and we're going to go ahead and pull it up. I haven't seen this yet. This is all fresh off the dome. It's going to be unscripted, unedited. Let's see what we got. All right, today we are looking at a Bant enchantment called Finest Hour. And when I say Bant, I mean that it is green, white, and blue. Um, total mana cost is two generic green, white, blue. Exalted is a keyword that's on this thing. Interesting. Um, so whenever a creature, and exalted means whenever a creature you control attacks alone, that creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Okay. Um, uh, all right. And then whenever a creature you control attacks alone, if it's the first combat phase of the turn, untap that creature. After this phase, there's an additional combat phase. Ah, okay. See, that's interesting. So this card looks to me like it is clearly designed for commander and not just any form of commander, specifically Voltron commander. And when I say Voltron, I'm referring to, well, it's a cute nickname that has been given to the the style of commander where your commander is a very big, beefy creature that is capable of doing an obscene amount of damage um, by itself. And you put all kinds of equipment and auras on top of that creature to make it bigger and badder so that ultimately you only want to be swinging with one creature and it's huge. And usually there has to be some method of protecting it. Like there are some out there, there's some Voltron commanders that just straight up have hexproof. There are others that, um, where you augment them with different, um, different effects like lightning greaves or um, swift foot boots that granted hexproof or shroud and that makes it really hard to destroy not to mention things like dark steel plate that can give it indestructible like those things to help really protect this creature and ultimately get it really really big with like you know the swords of protection so the swords sword of um was a sword of fire and ice for sword of light and shadow i think is blood and steel one of the anyway it doesn't matter but the sort of stuff and stuff um that give it protection from certain things as well as other just bonkers abilities those are all phenomenal in voltron style builds and voltron is inter an interesting style because you end up with um you know one creature with all of this action going on and so finest hour so the one thing about that is when the, the biggest benefit of the voltron deck is commander damage so regardless of how much life your opponent has gained the moment you deal 21 points of damage to an opponent, they die immediately, regardless, as long as that 21 points of damage came from your commander. So, if you're in a situation where your commander is the only creature swinging in because it's freaking gigantic, then cool. Like, especially if you have some kind of... Um, some kind of evasion on it. So if you have something like a Whisper Silk Cloak on your commander, all of a sudden it now has Shroud as well as... Uh, it's completely unblockable. That's freaking rad. And so add Exalted into the mix, and all of a sudden, if it's the only creature attacking, you're also buffing it in a way that doesn't target it. And so the fact that it has Shroud isn't a big deal for you. So that's really cool. And ultimately, you have to deal this 21 damage. So the one big Achilles heel of Voltron decks is that, generally speaking, I know there's some fringe, fringe cases, but generally speaking, you can only attack one opponent with your commander. And so the biggest issue is... Who do you swing at? You know, if you're successful and you get this gigantic, really evasive, nasty commander in place, best case scenario, absolute best case scenario, maybe you have 
uh, a fire shriek or something that gives this thing double strike. And so you have an ability, double strike and enough stuff to buff its power and toughness up so that you can deal 21 combat damage in a given turn. It would probably be 22 if you're dealing with double strike just because everything would be doubled. But anyway, perfect situation. You can deal lethal commander damage in one hit. The only problem with that is you can only kill one person with it. And usually you have a table of at least three other players. I mean, sometimes two, but I mean, the pod size obviously differs, but I think the general standard or what's expected is a four player pod. So sometimes you'll have five, maybe even six, but in general, you're looking at a four player pod. So you've got three other players at least who you have to destroy. And so the fact that you can only kill one at a time with that commander and on top of that, in a Voltron strategy, if you do knock out one opponent and you have enough on that creature to deal lethal damage to another player on on the next turn, they're going to pull out all the stops to prevent you from going off again. And so Voltron strategies are really tough to pull off for that reason, because it's very, you know, and if, even if you have a bunch of hexproof and indestructible, a lot of board wipes will still be able to hit you. Um, you know, things like Cyclonic Rift don't care about any of that nonsense. Not to mention, you have ones like the new uh, Extinction event that exiles creatures based on their converted mana cost. You know, that could absolutely work around all of those things. You know, there are answers. There are a lot of answers to those situations. And if your opponents have one of them, well, you're sunk. So that would be an issue. Not to mention Aetherize, Aether Spouts, um, Settle the Wreckage. Those are all still just live and kicking. They didn't go anywhere. So... Yeah, so those are all, Voltron, that is to ultimately to say, Voltron strategies are pretty easily addressed, which is a bit of an issue, and so it's tough to play them. Now, the reason that I bring up all of that is because Finest Hour, it gives a bonus if you're only attacking with one creature. Well, if your entire game plan is to get only one gigantic monster swinging, you're already doing this anyway. And all of a sudden, getting an additional combat step means that you can swing at an additional target. So if you have a commander that is big enough and bad enough to deal lethal commander damage upon an attack, the moment you have Finest Hour down, you get to eliminate two of your opponents in one turn. And so as long as you go after both the players who you think might have the board wipe that can stop you, you're golden. Like and then all of a sudden the next turn it's just a matter of time before your before that last opponent just gets knocked down. So the finest hour is a way to make Voltron strategies work. Now the way that I would leverage this, the best situation with finest hour would be to wait until I, I would hold this. I would not play this early. Because getting this out and making it a making your opponents aware of it is a real, real problem. Now it, if you do manage to hit it late and try to cast it, um, there is a chance that your opponent will have a counterspell. So I guess ultimately you need to read the field. But as a late game finisher in a Voltron deck, this is fun. It's got a, some really cool potential. Now that said, it is a setup piece. It is kind of a combo piece. So you could throw this fairly early. I mean, in Commander, it wouldn't be impossible to ramp into this, uh, you know, on turn four, maybe turn three, if you get the right early package. Um, and so there's a really good chance that, I mean, there's a really good chance you will be able to throw it early and people just forget about it. Because when it first comes down, it doesn't really look like it does much. But any time you get an additional combat phase, 
you better pay attention to that. The other thing that I find really fascinating about this is it's in Bant colors. The reason that I find that particularly interesting is because a lot of other cards out there that give additional combat phases are actually red. You know, I'm thinking of Najila, Godo, and I believe it's Aggravated Assault, which is the enchantment from Onslaught that does the same thing. And those are all primarily red. Now, in the case of Najila, you have access to all five colors, but her primary casting cost is red. So red gets additional combat phases. Actually, I think, was it Scourge of the Throne? There's a dragon that does it too that's also red. Anyway, additional combat phases is just very, very red. So the fact that we have the color combination that is, I mean, it's not... I mean, this shard is very far away from red. There's only one red ally color in here, and that's that's green. That's it. But blue and white are full-on enemies of red. And so the fact that a shard, a color combination that is just so flavorfully and just generally mechanically opposed to the primary color that gets this ability, I find that very interesting. Now, that said... We do have Selesnia colors here, and, you know, Selesnia being green-white, which is a very aggro-centric uh, strategy, or, you know, it's a very aggro-centric kind of color combination. However, they're, they're aggro-centric in a way by going wide. Like, generally, you want to have a lot of small creatures. You don't want to have just one. So I think, in general, Finest Hour is a very odd card that really only fits in a really limited situation. So the other thing that I find really fun is this is a rare. If you wanted to get your hands on this, you could probably draft this really, really easily um, because in draft, this is not good. I mean, it's way too situational. It's way too expensive. And three mana is just bonkers. Meanwhile, in, um, in constructed, you could build around this in a way that could be potentially interesting. Uh, actually, you know what? Come to think of it, not only would this work, interestingly, if you're building like a Voltron situation, but also if you have something like Skithrix, which is an infect creature with power 5, being able to and flying for that matter. So being able to f swing twice with that would be really great. Now, Skithrix, Skithrix is black, and so you would need to have access to at least 4 colors in order to make that work. Um, and incidentally, the only color that you wouldn't need is red. So just throwing that out there. So that's kind of an odd interaction, but it could work. Like infect damage is another way of accelerating the end of the game through combat phases. And so that's one thing where I can see that that that's potentially being useful. It functions similarly to commander damage in that you're going up against a total that is different from the life total. And notably, it's very, you know, significantly smaller than the life total in a lot of cases. So that's something. No, so Finest Hour is an interesting card. This is definitely a build-around kind of thing. So I would, in a Bant Voltron deck, I would 100% be interested in doing something like this. Now, in a lot of Bant decks, um, you know, the ones that I can think of right off the top of my head, a lot of them do benefit from going wide. So I'm not as intrigued. Like Chulane or, or you know, um, something like that where you're going to be ramping a lot and getting a bunch of mana dorks down. And I would much rather go for an overrun style effect. See, that's the thing. There are two kind of combat finishers. Well, actually, there are a number of different kinds of combat finishers, but one of the most common are overrun-style strategies where all of your creatures get buffed and then get trample in one way or another. And the biggest example of that you see is Crater of Behemoth. That's like the number one go-to. If you're playing standard right now, the other one that you'll see from time to time is the Enrace Forerunners, which I do have a bit of a soft spot for just because they're big pigs. And hey, I mean, what, what, a, what chubby nerd could go buy ham hocks on the internet and not have... An association with big pigs. Just saying. 
So that's kind of the overrun style effect. Now, finest hour is the exact opposite, and exalted is the exact opposite. There are a number of cards out there that benefit from this, where you get a bonus if only one creature is attacking. And there are other cool things you can do with that, too. There are cards like, I believe it's Grand it's Grand Arbiter? No. Um, the name's escaping me right now, but there's a, there's a creature from, um, from Mirrodin, or... Yeah, from one of the Mirrodin blocks that uh, actually uh, prevents... Is it Arbiter? Anyway, it, it prevents your opponent from blocking with more than one creature, but you're only allowed to swing with one creature. And so it's the kind of thing that you can build around where you do have one gigantic threat that you're swinging with consistently, and it can really eliminate your opponent's combat benefits or combat options. So that's something you can build around. But if you... In a deck that can set the rules so that you benefit and they don't, from only one creature coming in on combat, you can do a lot of really fun things with uh, with this strategy. It's the complete opposite of the Overrun in that Overrun is best if you have a whole mess of creatures attacking. Exalted, it's best if you only have one. And that you got to find ways to make that work because it's that's hard. If one creature swinging by itself, um, unless you've done a little bit of legwork to create the ideal scenario there's a really good chance you're going to be swinging into a whole mess of blockers. And uh, that, that thing better be freaking awesome or you have to have some way to minimize that. Some kind of evasion is usually the way to go or some way of restricting what your opponent can block with. Yeah, interesting stuff. So, thanks so much for hanging out, everybody. I definitely appreciate you. As I said at the top, my name's Graham, also known as Handbox42 on the internet. You can get this podcast on YouTube as well as everywhere that you can get uh, podcasts on the internet. And uh, yeah, you can also catch me on stream, twitch.tv slash hamhocks42. I stream over there almost every day. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for hanging out. I look forward to catching you next time.